0: Hi, everybody. This is so crazy fun. Uh, congratulations. We got, I mean, seriously, we got so many things to be thankful for today. Uh, who's grateful for the Independence Day today? Everybody. My daughter's wearing a star spangled dress. She's ready to go. I'm grateful that uh, all the COVID restrictions are gone. Look how many people we have gathered here. We can hug each other. Isn't this amazing? Praise God. Praise God. And actually, the kind of the biggest thing, the biggest congratulatory thing we have today uh, is the good news that Jesus is king. That's that's kind of kind of what gathers us every single week. So, if you would turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 5. Um, in Matthew 5, Jesus is up on a hill, and he's talking to a group of people that are sitting on a lawn. Well, we don't know they're on a lawn. They're on the side of a mountain in the Middle East, so probably not a lawn. Maybe, maybe some rocks or something like that, but... Uh, If you can picture yourself to be kind of in that first century mode, if it's helpful to close your eyes, I'm going to read Jesus' words. Just imagine you're sitting there and there's this rabbi uh, from Galilee that's sharing these words to you. So, let me read. This is Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, Lord, we thank you so much for speaking these words, and I ask that right now you would open up hearts and minds, that we would receive your word and be changed by your truth and your goodness. We love you, Jesus, and today is all about you. Amen. So, uh, in the passage I just read, there was a word that I kept saying over and over and over again. Anyone know what it is? Blessed. Now sometimes, even when you read this passage, we try to make it more spiritual by saying blessed, which I don't know what blessed is, but I think it's the same thing, it's just blessed, right? It's just blessed. Now, the, how do we use this word blessed? I, like, I've seen people use it like a, although I haven't heard this very much this last year, like, man, my life is so blessed right now. Like things are just going my way. Or <laughs> you'll see a tweet like, I hit all green lights on the way to work today. Hashtag blessed, right? This is how we use the word blessed, and the Greeks used it in a similar fashion to kind of denote something positive going on in their life, but the way they actively used it was slightly different than how we use it. You guys are familiar with uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey by Homer? These poems about the Trojan War and Odysseus' heroic trek back to Ithaca, his home. In the Odyssey, in the 15th chapter, Uh, There's this moment where Odysseus' son, Telemachus, has landed back on Ithaca. And he's landed on the island, and along his journeys he's picked up like this prophet omen guy. And as they land on the island, they see a bird. And the omen prophet guy says, Hey, that's a good omen, which is weird, but he says it. That's a good omen, that means that you're going to rule this land, and you're going to be really wealthy. That's the message. And uh, Telemachus turns to him and says, if your words come true... Well, he says, may your words come true. And if they do, I'm going to shower you with so many gifts and, and so much honor that strangers will walk up to you and say, congratulations. And that's the same word that's used here in Matthew 5 in the Beatitudes. It's this word, congratulations. That's, they would use it as a congratulatory statement. Like, hey, we're having a baby. Markarios! Congratulations! Or they say, hey, I'm getting a promotion at work, and say, Markarios, congratulations. And Jesus uses that same word here for blessed. It's Markarios, congratulations. So it's funny because, I mean, this is actually how they use the word blessed, it's how we use the word congratulations. It's just when good things happen, when we receive good news, positive pregnancy tests. You got accepted to college, whatever it is. People around you say, "Mark, congratulations, Mark." I don't, no one's ever said Markarios to me, but Jeremy just did. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, we say congratulations. Maybe like five years ago, I uh, went to Taco Bell because you know, I my body is a temple, that's why. And uh, I went to Taco Bell, and I grabbed this five-dollar box. And on the side, it said, hey, here's a code. If you text this in, you can win a free PlayStation virtual reality headset. And I was like, awesome. That sounds great. And then I forgot about it. And my daughter, Eden, who's like five and a half now, was like six months old, eight months old. I don't quite remember how old she was, but was up all night. And so I was up with her, and I finally got her back down at like 1.20 in the morning. And I was downstairs, and I put her down, and then I realized the box was sitting on the counter. I would saved, and I thought, oh, I should text that in. And so you text it in, and normally what you get back is like this response that's like, try again, or thanks for playing, you're a sucker, or something like that, right? And I got a text back instantly that said, winner. Like what? I've never won anything in my life. Are you kidding me? Taco Bell? This is great. I won a virtual reality headset from Taco Bell sweepstakes, and you can't come over to my house and play it because I sold it. But anyways, it's 1.20 in the morning, I'm like air guitaring in the kitchen, and there's, and there's no one to tell, <laughs> there's no one to tell. But when I told people the next day, Jillian wasn't impressed, but other people um, said to me, congratulations, congratulations. It's what we say when someone receives really good news. So understanding what this Greek word, markarios, means, I want to reread this passage, and I want to change every time it's translated the word blessed, into the word congratulations. Sound fair? Okay, here we go. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Congratulations to the poor in spirit. Congratulations to those who mourn. Congratulations to the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Congratulations to those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Congratulations to the merciful, they will be shown mercy. It kind of hits my ears differently. So I'm reading this, congratulations, congratulations. And the thing is, is what makes it weird is Jesus is congratulating people that you and I probably would not congratulate. He, I mean, he kicks it off with congratulations to the poor in spirit. What does poor in spirit mean? It's, hard, it's kind of hard to translate because in the Greek it's literally just poor and then spirit. So it's pretty literal, but what does it mean? One theologian, Dallas Willard, says, someone who's poor in spirit is someone who has nothing to offer spiritually. Or he calls him a spiritual zero. Someone says, I don't know, I don't, I don't really pray, I don't like praying, I don't like engaging, I don't want to do any of this. And Jesus says to that person, congratulations, yours is the kingdom of heaven. You go, wait, I thought, I thought the kingdom of heaven was for like really spiritual people but well, the king of heaven was for people who had their act together. What is this what like someone who's got nothing to offer spiritually, congratulations to you. And then it gets it gets weirder, if possible. Then he says, if you're mourning, congratulations. You will be comforted. And we start to peek into this reality. What's going on is actually Jesus is congratulating them because they have been the recipients of really really good news. And if you look up just at chapter 4, I'm going to read in verse 17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. That's the really good news, is that heaven has come near. In the Greek, that word for come near is, it's, it's, uh, some of your translations might say, at hand. It's so close, you can reach out and touch it. You can grab it. That's how close God's kingdom is, God's reign is here and now. Isn't that fantastic? That's really good news, and he goes on. Jesus had a really cool show and tell way of doing ministry. So he'd tell everybody about the kingdom of God, and then he'd show them what it looked like. Okay, so if you look at verse twenty-three, in the kingdom of kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is where God's rule is, God's reign is, and we know in heaven there will be no one who's blind. There'll be no one who's deaf. So there will be no one who can't walk. Jesus is going to make all things new And restore all things And so he comes and he says The kingdom of God is at hand You can reach out and touch it And then he shows people what that looks like Look at verse 23 Jesus went throughout Galilee Teaching in their synagogues Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom And healing every disease and sickness among the people He's going and he's healing And so to this group of people Soon crowds start following him From all over the region And as they're following him he, he sees the crowds and he goes up on the mountain his disciples come to him and then he says, Congratulations. It's what you say to someone who's received really, really good news. Now, here's the thing is all the things that Jesus is addressing here, all this darkness that he's fixing, these are all things that remind us how broken and dark the world is. I think of particularly this last year we don't need reminders of Does that wind on my mic, probably? Yeah. These are all reminders of things that show us the world is not the way it's meant to be. As humans, we all have a longing in our heart. We know what justice is. We know what's right. And we long for that day when all things are made new, when all things are corrected and brought into right relationship. And we see in this last year's incredible reminder, brokenness everywhere. And it breaks our hearts. And the good news that Jesus comes and steps into, he says, if you're mourning, if you're experiencing this brokenness right now, congratulations. In the kingdom of heaven, you will be comforted. If you're, if you're meek, you're, you're not going to go out there and take on the whole world, you're, you're feeling the anxiety and pressure of the day, congratulations. You will inherit the earth in the kingdom of heaven. It's the good news about how good the kingdom is. This is not a list of virtues for us to attain if we want to be blessed. This is how good the kingdom of God is here and now today. And the good news is that God is king and he wants everybody to be in the kingdom. Do you know what God wants, literally wants everyone to be in the kingdom? Just everybody. This is what 1 Timothy 2 3 through 6 says. This is good and pleases God our Savior. Who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Does it say he wants some people to be saved? No, no. Everybody. He wants everybody in the kingdom. Absolutely everybody. And he wants it so much. Let me keep reading. There is one God and one mediator between God and mankind. The man Christ Jesus. Who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Jesus wants everybody in the kingdom so bad that he died on the cross for the whole world. So said, I'm willing to die and sacrifice myself for you so that you can come and join this good news kingdom. This kingdom where if you're a part of it, people will walk up to you and say, congratulations. Now, sometimes if you're like me, you might think, yeah, but my life's a wreck. I'm far from perfect, and I need to like, clean up before I go to God. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I've got to to make this all good before I go over there, because that is too perfect. And the good news is that Jesus takes care of all the crap in our lives for us. He takes it away. We don't have to do the work. We just repent and believe. The, The word repentance literally just means turning around and walking the other direction. And that's what we get to do when we come to Jesus. If we're living like Jesus is not the king, we need to turn around and walk the other way because he is the king. And all we're doing is acknowledging reality that Jesus is king. And when we're sinning, we're just acting like he's not the king. And we're living like he's not the king. And when we're living like he's not the king, we screw up. All this is, when Jesus says repent and believe because the kingdom of God is near, he's saying heaven is at hand. Let's start living like it. Turn around and stop living like heaven's not at hand. Live like it is. Because then you're actually experiencing reality the way it ought to be. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the thing is, he does the work. He brings us into the kingdom. This is from Colossians uh, chapter 1, verse 13. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Who's active in that verse? Are we the ones doing it, or is he the one doing it? He's doing it. Let me read it again. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his Son. He does the work. We repent and believe. That's our job. That's what we get to do. And the beautiful part about all of this is that you can experience this reality today. All of us. I mean... I don't always live like Jesus is king. Sometimes, actually, very clearly, I live like I'm the king. And it's a really bad move. I have a friend who, uh, we've been friends for, gosh, like six, seven years. And uh, he, uh, we, during that time, uh, has not believed, doesn't, not a fan of Jesus, not really sure I trust the Bible, this whole thing, but he's kind enough to stay my friend, which is awesome. Because I know a lot of people like that. They're like, yeah, I'll go hang out with the pastor. Sure, why not? But he was kind enough and gracious enough to stay my friend. And we've been talking, and uh, maybe a month ago, we had this conversation. And uh, at the end of dinner, we were talking about God. We were talking about the Bible. We were talking about Jesus. And at the end of dinner, he said, you know what, Daniel? I just want you to know I just said a prayer. Jesus, if you're real, I need you to show yourself to me. Will you? I said, "That's awesome, great," and we walked away. Maybe two, three weeks later, he texts me and says, "I just became a Christian." I was like, "Wait, what? Hey, hold on. I didn't like. I didn't like lead you through a prayer or anything. We just had dinner. What are you doing? You can't do this by yourself." <laughs> and he he did though. He he was up all night the night before, all night couldn't sleep, tossing and turning, only got maybe an hour of sleep, and in that haze and in that darkness in that moment, one word cut through the darkness over and over again. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he woke up and he found a Bible and he started reading. And guys, we've been talking and hanging out ever since, and his life has changed because of the power of Jesus in his life, in incredible ways. Things that he's been struggling with. For decades, Jesus is saving him from. That's the power of the kingdom of heaven being at hand, is that it touches each of our souls. I've got darkness in my heart. I've got evil. I've got sin in my life. You have darkness, evil, brokenness in your life. Jesus is one who comes into that space and says, Congratulations, the kingdom of heaven is near. You can live differently. You can choose my kingdom over everything else, and that is really, really good news. And He offers us eternal life starting today. You know, this part of the reason we're doing this outside—we could do church inside today, although I'm so glad we're not. Part of the reason is when I, you guys remember when I won that virtual reality headset. I told you it was like 1:30 in the morning. My joy wasn't complete. I couldn't share the good news with anybody. I was like erupting on the inside. Like I gotta tell somebody. I'm like texting people. I'm like, oh, maybe they wake up. I don't know. Will they? No, they didn't. Okay. I had to wait till the next day. That's the thing. When you get good news, your joy about that good news is not complete until you can share it with somebody. And that's what we get to do today. We get to share the good news that Jesus is King to Sherwood. We get to share the good news that Jesus is King to one another. We get to believe that he's king and that he will change and has changed our lives. You know, in 2 Corinthians, Paul uh, is writing and quotes Isaiah, where Isaiah says this, and Yahweh is talking. He says, and Yahweh says in Isaiah, "...in the time of my favor I heard you, in the day of my salvation I helped you." And then Paul says, "...I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Today is the day of salvation." All we have to do is accept that he's king and live like he's the king. And after we do, suddenly these beatitudes make sense. Suddenly this list of congratulations about being poor in spirit, about being meek, suddenly they make sense. If Jesus is king and his kingdom is at hand, we get to live like it. So if you would all stand with me, we're going to pray together. And if you would pray this prayer with me, If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord, this is the time to do it. And if you've been walking with Jesus for decades, pray this prayer with me. All we're going to do is acknowledge that Jesus is our King, that he's our Lord, and that we live our lives for him. Let's bow our heads and pray together. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your truth. We thank you that you're the King. Lord, please forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for living like you're not the king. Lord, I pledge this day on to repent and follow you, to live like you're the king of my life. Lord, save me, help me where I need help, and show me the work that you have for me. We're going to spend some time singing and worshiping right now, and we're going to celebrate the goodness of God. If today is the first time you ever prayed that prayer, I'm going to have the prayer team go by that lamp pole back there. Some members of the prayer team would go to that lamp pole. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, uh, would you go and talk to somebody and say, Hey, I just prayed that prayer, I've never prayed that before. Jesus is my king, now what? And they would love to talk with you and pray with you. And for everyone else, Let's celebrate the good news that Jesus is King.